This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. About 30 minutes left to go here in this Sunday edition of Overtime. Youngs in charge, Wilbur Linnell Willingham, taking you up the 1 o'clock before we give you our coverage of Nat Spring Training. Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. Out in Florida on the call for Nats and Astros. First pitch for that one uh, set for 1 o'clock. And make sure you keep it locked on the fan all afternoon long, starting at 6 o'clock. Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler with a super special spring training broadcast. They'll be joined by Nats ace Cade Cavalli. So make sure uh, you keep it locked on 106.7 The Fan all day long to catch Charlie Slows uh, and Dave Jagler. Right now talking all things D.C. family. Joining us right now to do so is our buddy Josh Robbins, who covers the team for The Athletic. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Joshua B. Robbins. It was good seeing you yesterday, my man. How are you? I'm doing well. Great to see you. And your voice is even more impressive in person than it is on the radio. <laughs> hey, and it's damn good on the radio. So, hey, Josh, well done. I appreciate it, my man. Let's get into to the action from last night. First of all, Josh, you were in attendance. I was doing my best to explain it to the fans. Can you and your perspective and from your vantage point talk about the atmosphere last night at Capital One Arena because it was electric? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> and it, and, and no, no it got, Josh. <laughs> no, well, I didn't, I didn't think it was quite electric. I thought it okay. was electric. For um, moments. Moments of it was. For, for a few moments right. on, the, on the game time three in regulation, I mm-hmm. thought it was really good. Um, I would have expected the fans to be on their feet more on right. some of these decisive possessions. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've always felt that the crowd at Capital One Arena is very good when they're engaged. Yeah. And per, per capita, per person, that's a loud, uh, engaged arena. And mm-hmm. it was pretty good last night with room to improve. Definitely. I agree. And the team obviously has room to improve as well. I believe the final count, Josh, was 24 turnovers on the night. Any time that you're turning the basketball over that much, uh, it's going to be tough to win. Um, the Raptors able to score 34 points off of Washington's 24 turnovers. Before you hopped on, we were talking about the struggles the team had in that overtime session. They obviously only scored four points. Uh, we were able to talk to West postgame about some of those struggles. He blamed fatigue. Uh, from your vantage point, what did you see, and why was the team unable to get the lid off of the basket there in the extra session? All right, so I just rewatched this because mm-hmm. I this is the, I hoped you would ask this question, and and I need to understand, of course, what what happened. Uh, it was a their offense late lacked a lot of creativity, which is fine to a degree. Uh, basically, what they did 
on most of those possessions is clear out, set a screen for Bradley Beal to be switched to have Fred Van Fleet, mm-hmm. the worst defender on that floor for the Raptors at that time, to be switched on to Brad. And then have Brad go and create either his own shot or something for someone else. Okay, that's fine. And I don't even mind the repetition there. I don't even mind that they didn't really diversify what they did, uh, what they were trying to do. What I found pretty shocking fault with, and I, it's, you know, it's visible when you watch it again, was that they kind of just jogged into, they didn't start getting Brad moving until at the earliest 14 left on the shot clock. Hmm. And either the screen was set a little too late or he went too late. And when he then encountered some barriers, some obstacles, mm-hmm. and chose to pass, uh, the, the guys who got the ball had no chance to create themselves. So there was no – the word Wes Antel Jr. would use is, is thrust. There was no thrust there. Uh, there was no offensive – I don't want to use the word – urgency because they were trying hard but they need they need to go at a much faster speed and brad needs to go start moving at a much faster speed there um so that that was that was part of it and the rest of the offense again these were just iso plays and the other four guys aside from the guy who was setting the screen they were just standing there yeah and josh that's frustrating to watch with this group because that's really to me, not the strength of this team and not why they've had offensive success this year. The other night against Toronto, they had 30 assists on 43 made baskets. That's more of the formula for success uh, for Washington, and we clearly didn't see them you know, use that style of offense uh, in the fourth quarter in overtime. They were able to come back, though, Josh, using that same strategy of attacking Fred Van Fleet. You mentioned the pace changed uh, in that overtime session uh, from going back and watching, did you see Toronto make any adjustments to make things more difficult for Washington in those sets? They did a good – Ananobi, for instance, on uh, one or two possessions, did a good job of being there in support for Van Vliet. I mean, he was never that far off. Yeah, He wasn't far enough off not to sag in and, and then create a barrier for Beal. And – he did that effectively. And there was one occasion when then Beal passed out to Porzingis and Porzingis didn't have enough time uh, really to get a shot off or to decline a shot and pass. So did I see a major adjustment? No, I did not. I didn't see a major adjustment there. Um, In essence, Toronto's major adjustment heading into this game last night was that they played harder. Yeah. Offensively. Not that they didn't, yeah, there was. Um, it wasn't that they didn't play hard before, but this was at a much higher level, and it was evident from the very beginning, and it was evident in many, but not all, of the turnovers. Yeah, I was just struck sometimes by how much trouble Wizards players had simply dribbling the ball. Yeah, the ball pressure in particular. was extreme last night. Yeah, uh, you know, I thought it was. Yes, there was a lot of that, but some of these errors were relatively unforced. And in Beal's case in particular, he's, and it's been a problem now since I started to cover the team, his handle isn't as tight as it needs to be in traffic. Um, it's a problem. It's a problem, and, it, and it's making uh, 
uh, it's making him less efficient than he could be, than he could be. Yeah, I totally agree with you. One of the bright spots uh, last night, Josh, and really the unsung hero of this Wizards season outside of the big three has been DeLone Wright. Last night, uh, no different, 40 minutes, 6 of 10 from the field. He knocked down four three-pointers, and then he goes for a career-high six steals. What have you seen uh, from DeLone since he's come back from injury? And then I asked this to Wes in the pregame. This offseason when we were talking about Washington and how they needed to improve. We constantly mentioned that lead guard spot. Are you surprised now with the amount of depth that Washington has at the point guard spot? I didn't expect Delon Wright to be this good. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> they did. did. Yeah. Well, I think they did. Yeah. And they, to their credit, uh, the front office prioritized signing him. And they saw what he can do as a defender and as a three-point shooter. The three-point shooting has come around as his um, rhythm and conditioning had come back. Uh, he had a, that was a long two-month. That was a two-month layoff, pretty yeah. much. And because it was a lower body injury, uh, hamst- a pretty significant hamstring strain, he, he couldn't really jog or run or keep his his conditioning up. And as great as NBA players are if their legs are not under them and their condition is not where it's, it needs to be for them, um, their shooting is going to struggle. And now that he is fully back with that, uh, his shooting is what it can be, which is darn good. <laughs> and I think he's been superb. And um, I'm a little disappointed you, you asked the question because I was hoping that I still am planning to write for Monday about this. I just hope that no one else who writes about the Wizards kind of knows where I'm going here with that. But we'll we'll see what happens tonight. So so Josh Robinson's got a sneaky story up his sleeve is what I hear then, huh? (laughs) No, well, it's not. And um, it's not. (laughs) But funny. (laughs) But we'll say that. Uh, I want to talk about Daniel Gafford. You asked a brilliant question uh, to Wes. I believe it was in the pregame about Gafford and potentially – you know, eventually extending his range. And Wes, a candid answer is always saying, you know, it's something that we're working on in our, our shoot-around and things like that, but it's not something we're ready to see him do in-game yet. Uh, what, what we are seeing him do in-game, though, Josh, is really have an impact on both ends of the floor now. Uh, he's one of the best rim runners and rollers in the league, and then his ability to alter shots without always blocking it has been incredible as well. He's made some, he's made some strides, and... Um, you, you spoke to his efficiency on offense and um, he deserves a lot of credit for that. And um, I think the phrase Wes Unsell Jr. used was something along, you know, he doesn't have the license to, to, <laughs> right. to shoot from mid range or far farther from the hoop. So um, yeah, he, he's, he's improved. He's improved. And I think uh, the next, step for him isn't really with his range shooting, even though I asked the question, it's to string more of these quality performances together because there's still too many instances where I think he kind of, um, yeah, he might leave a game early because of foul trouble um, or he might, uh, you know, fail to pick up uh, a box out on the defensive glass. Um, It's to be more consistent, but he has improved. And part of that is the lineup change where Porzingis covers for some of his errors and 
he covers for some of Porzingis' errors, but I, I think that he, he has made some real improvements. Talking to Josh Robbins, who covers the Washington Wizards for the Athletic. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Joshua B. Robbins. Uh, the missing Monty Morris obviously hurts this team because how well he was shooting the three-point ball. But when he comes back, Josh, the idea of moving DeLone right back to the bench after he's played so well in absence of Monty Morris is tough to me, especially because we're starting to see the three-point shot come around for DeLone. I agree. And that's what the gist of the article tomorrow was going to be, depending (laughs) on on what we see on the court. You know, something we might see on the court tonight might um, supersede that. But I, I agree with you. Um he gives that st- – the starting lineup has been really good, even with Monte Morris. Uh, but I think that having more uh, right out there to begin a, begin a game gives the Wizards more of a kind of a defensive orient- orientation that they benefit from. And um, as long as Wright can handle the extra minutes uh, physically right. – I, w- I would advocate for him to be in the starting lineup. Um, so, um, yes, you and I are, are right on the same wavelength there. You know, 100%. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think more, more of it has to do with, like you said, his defensive prowess and Washington being able to set a tone on that end of the floor to start games. I think it's something that – uh, could, could maybe really help them out. But the, the start of games isn't really where the issue has been, Josh. The third quarter has been a huge problem uh, for Washington. Uh, and it was, you know, last night as well. From what you've seen, why are they struggling so much coming out of the locker room? I can't put my finger on it. Uh, perhaps the other team is making better adjustments. Uh, yeah. Certainly that's a possibility. Um, yeah, last night the Wizards' rotation was fouled up because – then he Abia was sick yeah. and he couldn't keep playing, um, which kind of screwed up their, their balance a little bit. Um, but I, I can't put my finger on it. Perhaps it is adjustments. Um, you know, something else I've noticed is, and I, it's not just me, I, I would imagine is that they do have problems at times closing out the second quarter. Yeah. And, um, yeah, closing out quarters, particularly the second quarter, is, is a problem for them. Or at least it's something that they can improve on. Yeah, it's definitely something that they've got to sure up here if they want to continue this postseason push. Uh, Josh, the month of March obviously going to be critical for this basketball team. If you can highlight one reason, if, if I told you the Washington Wizards were going to not only uh, make the postseason, Josh, but be one of the top six seeds in the East, what would be the reason for that, you would say? I, well, I don't think that's—I don't—I don't think that's realistic. I mean, I have to be honest okay. here. Um, I, I'm just looking at the standing. I suppose is it more, is it more, so, is it more so because of the schedule. You think it's unrealistic, or do you just think there are too many games behind at this point? Well, they have five games to make up. Yeah, and uh, you know, maybe Brooklyn collapses now. Uh, that's possible. Uh, if if it happens, uh, they have to stay healthy. Yeah. And not just the 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 triumvirate of, of Beal, Kuzma, and Porzingis, and that that is critical. But it's also got to be um, Delon Wright. I think that he really is 
kind of the swing role player on this team more than any of the other um, guys on the roster. He's the swing guy. That's um, uh, as important as Denny is, as important as Gafford is. Um, I think it's really right who is the, the next most important player on that team. Uh the fourth most important player of that team. And their record shows it, that when all four of those guys, Beal, Kuzma, Porzingis, and Wright, are playing and are healthy, then they are a good team. Not just an average team. They are a good team. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you, man. Obviously, the health of DeLone, Wright, and everybody uh, in that rotation going to be crucial moving forward. Uh, the Wizards got a big-time matchup tonight. No time to sulk about the loss yesterday. They're right back at it at 7.30 uh, Josh, look, you, you can help me with this. I'm trying to come up with a nickname for Capone Arena. I called it The Vault. And then, of course, as soon as we lose, right, Josh, someone tweets at me and says The Vault got broken into. So I might have to uh, might have to think of a new nickname for Capone Arena. Yeah, you know, I guess I guess you could call it The Bank or something. But, it, but maybe uh, it would be better served to, to avoid the banking thing entirely and come up with just something totally <laughs> – um, something new, right? Unusual. Something new fresh. But, but I, I, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. <laughs> don't, don't look at, don't look to me for creativity. I, I guess I'm the wrong person. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll look for you to the hard hitting stories and facts and information, my man. I appreciate you giving us some time. I'll see you soon. My pleasure. Lino. Thanks that for having me. Josh Robbins. Make sure you check out all his work uh, via the athletic. He does a great job uh, writing for the athletic. Give him a follow on Twitter at Joshua B. Robbins. Wizards have a huge game tonight against Milwaukee as they continue uh, their push towards the postseason. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll look at the NBA landscape as a whole. What are some teams that are contenders right now and who are pretenders in the NBA? We'll look at the league next. This is a fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.